It's not the weekly poll. It's Absolute Comics. This is the show that Sal and I bring to you on a weekly basis every Tuesday right here at the Comic Storian Podcast Network, which is twitch.tv slash comicstorian. We air about 5 p.m. Eastern whenever we get around to actually starting the real show. Every week we come together and talk about comic books, movies, video games, TV shows, kind of whatever we're in the mood to talk about. My usual co-host here is Sal from the Comic Pop Channel. And my name is Benny from the Comic Storian channel. And thank you so much for joining us for this glorious, beautiful, 60-degree weather in March, Colorado. How is it in Jersey? I think it's about 12. <laughs> I went for a bike ride in shorts and a t-shirt. Nice. <laughs> it got it, it's I think it I think it maxed out at 36 this 36. morning. <laughs> That sucks. That really sucks. Yeah. Like, we had that <laughs> really cold bite come through, and it was like negative four, and now it's like completely the opposite a week later, yeah. which is great because I'm working on that move, so now I don't have to worry about ice and all that stuff. So it's, it's really That's very good. nice. Yeah. Now. So, Sal, um, I want to talk about some of these some of these comics that came out today because we, we had a Me few to talk about, like Batman, uh, Infinite Frontier, all this stuff happened today. We also need to talk about the revelation that happened in King and Black, I think, last yes. week. I don't think we've spoken about that. No, no, there was no, nothing last so. week. There was nothing last week. We're good. Yeah. Uh, so we're just going to talk about DC today. But I do want to mention, I, I, I told you this on the phone yesterday, and I, thought, I told you I was going to say it on the podcast today. Yeah. We got a really interesting comment on our brand new channel that you and I have launched. So for those of you guys who don't know, Sal, me, Dan, and Dylan have gone ahead and made a new channel. It's called Absolutely Marvel in DC. And there is a long-term plan for this channel, but it is being kicked off as a channel where me, Sal, Dan, and Dylan can talk about the latest DCEU or MCU TV shows and movies, such as talking about WandaVision and discussing Easter eggs and stuff that's happened within it, talking about theories, all that kinds of stuff. We're having a great time. I'm having a great time with the channel. How about you, Sal? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I haven't really done much, but... Uh, but You talked about Superman things... and WandaVision, and that's pretty much all we've done. So It's true, <laughs> and, it's, and it's felt great. I've had a wonderful time. <laughs> we also talked about Spider-Man. That's true. We did talk about Spider-Man. Yeah. I was happy so, to do it. The channel is based around the idea of us being able to bring you top tens, Easter egg reviews, theories, but also have analysis and discussion. That was the part of the plan with that channel. Uh, yep. And we've done quite a few of them, but we've had a really fun comment, and I found it to be really interesting. Uh, the guy commented, and if you're watching, this is all for you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Uh, he commented, this to me is just like Absolute Comics, in that neither of you seem to know what you're talking about. You're moving far too quickly, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and you're constantly referencing other videos you plan on making. Okay. That was the synopsis of what he said. It was not uh, as right. polite as I put. <laughs> Fair enough. First off, it's Sal. Fair point. The channel's named Absolutely Marvel in DC. And what I loved about his comment was he knows what Absolute Comics is. <laughs> yes. He's aware of the show. He watches aware. it. <laughs> and is like, this channel that looks like it's a derivation of that show is similar to the show. Yeah. He's well, like, it, and it has the same hosts. It's the yeah. <laughs> I guess we could take World's Greatest Detective away from Batman and give it to this comment because I think they figured it out. They figured out what the plan was. Yeah, they figured it out. They put it together. They 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 solved the case. Congratulations, <laughs> Scoob and the gang are waiting for you in the mystery machine. The second thing I loved about his comment was you guys feel like you're rushing through everything, and I was just thinking to myself, well, first off, I don't ever really feel like we're rushing through things no. unless we've been looping the conversation that's normally when i'll right. i will say all right sal stand for us to move on because we're just saying the same thing over and over and over exactly but i've never really felt like we were rushing through the topics i've always felt like we kind of pace it out it is a show guys we have an hour to fill like, yeah for those people who don't know is <laughs> we're not just gonna film me and sal talking for four hours <laughs> well, especially because it would like you said it would go it would be cyclical it would just yeah. be like the same points reiterated over and over again i mean like listen you know, I don't want to rag on any other, you know, not competitors, more like colleagues, but like you could throw a rock and hit a comic book podcast about a bunch of white guys <laughs> agreeing with each other and yeah. nodding together for like four hours. We're like, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And talking over each other saying the same things. And it's like you could cut that down to like 15 minutes and have like a show. Yeah, well, and that's what we've always tried to create. Like, even on Comics Experiment, 
uh, one thing that Dan has learned over the years, Dan has a tendency to reiterate his same point three times, not letting anyone jump in. And we'll same. have, we have little workshops in the office where it's like, okay, here's what you could have improved with your presentation, my presentation. Then he'd be quieter. Don't interrupt. I think I've improved with not interrupting over the years of doing the weekly poll. I try not to anymore. Absolutely. But like there's things we work on and we approve on. And one thing that we've always tried to avoid is just talking about the same looping topic for three hours. Like we want to move yeah. on with the topics. If you just want to see guys talking and talking about the same looping topic, you there's we're doing it right now. How interesting yeah. is this? <laughs> yeah, it's very meta. <laughs> um, but the, the the other one that I really enjoyed was he said, and you guys don't seem to know what you're talking about. He said, you read your comics in three minutes, which once again tells me he watches all the shows. Right. Because I, I, I brag never about that said sometimes. It takes me three minutes to read no, a book. No, but I do. But I, sometimes I'll say if I need to read through the comics, I have the ability right. to speed read. And what I lose in the speed reading is the art. But I nine right. times out of ten grasp what's happening in the storyline, the back and forth. I'll miss things here and there. But even if I wasn't speed reading, I'm reading 20 comics a day. Exactly. That happens. That does happen. Like, literally, I'm not even joking. I read the Batman, read Robin, packed a box, couldn't remember what happened in Batman, had to go back and look at it again. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. The prep for this show. No. But I found that interesting because I told, like I said to you, Part of what makes, in my opinion, our show so good and what makes this work as a show is Sal and I have different tastes and get hooked on different things in the books or the shows. Sal's going to notice things that I don't notice, and I'm, I'm going to notice things that Sal's not going to notice, and we're going to inform each other, which creates a discussion. Otherwise, it's Sal going, did you see Batman talk to Ghostmaker? And I go, yeah! And <laughs> right. Isn't Ghostmaker lame? Yeah. Like, no. Like, it's just, it, I, I don't want to make that kind of show where it's just agreeing over and over again on the same points or trying to one-up each other on who knows more about the same topic. Um, <laughs> We're not I, that I show either. That, um, actually, Sal, uh, I know Actually, more, <laughs> I win. I got invisible points for being more right than you. I, I, I noticed that um, th that criticism is lobbed often with people who it's not necessarily accurate and not well actually it's not that people don't know what they're talking about it's more that they disagree with you and that's the thing that really like it, it kind of drives me crazy because it's just like like when people go like you're wrong and it's like on a, on a subjective point like it's an opinion man and it's just like that often is the case with a lot of folk uh who watch this kind of content where they're just like yo uh that thing you said it's totally wrong because i have a very different feeling about what happened and it's like it's art well, no I mean, a great example for that is actually Killing Joke. A lot of people like to yeah. take the perception of Killing Joke, what happened to Barbara, and the ending differently from each other. Like some people I saw are like, what oh, Grant Morrison they, said too. Yeah, it's like, like they they <laughs> full on raped Barbara. Like, mm, but did they? They didn't show it. That's any not of how that. I like, read it, but yeah. you know, it's very different. Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. Like everyone has a different take on that whole thing. But now you're probably yeah. wondering, like Benny, why are you giving this guy the time of day? That's fair. It's because this comment was hilarious because this guy was literally bringing up, oh, you have said this in the past or you're doing the show Absolute Comics with Sal on this. So what I blew my mind about this comment, which I couldn't tell if it was being trolly or like <laughs> complaining because they seem to be a fan, is like right. apparently they watch so much of our stuff between us they know yeah. what we're, we we have said. Like my, right. my, my comment about speed reading, that's not something I say often. That has been no. said in passing. Like, hey, Benny, how do you read 40 comics? Oh, I'm really good at speed reading if I need to. So if I need to rush, I can pick up a lot of stuff. And like, that's not something like every time we start a show, I'm like, Sal, can you believe I sped Don't read forget. like 10 more books today? <laughs> right. Like, welcome to the top of the hour. I sped read 15 books today. <laughs> as you know. No, it, it's, it's, yeah, that's but true. Is, I it, hate but, you both. You're both idiots. And a big fan. Yeah, exactly. That's every like, episode. And that's why it has stayed with me since I read that comment the other day. Because I'm just that's thinking funny. like, this guy's obviously a fan. So I wanted to take this moment to kind of talk through each of your points. Just in case anyone else had the same mentality of it. But I also wanted to say thank you to everyone <laughs> who watches every single pieces of our content. Just yeah. so that you can have an opinion of what you like and dislike. Because... You're allowed to have your opinion, and I appreciate your opinion, because that means that you are taking your time to watch everything that me and Sal do so that you yeah. can nitpick it. That's awesome That's true. to think that that I am so much in this guy's... I'm assuming he's a fan. I'm assuming he's not an, like, oh, I hate Benny, with, with, the, with the mentions of the little things. Like, there's no yeah. way this dude is hate-watching. 
So no, thank I you. think I think you're absolutely right. Yes, very much obliged uh, to you. Yeah, I, I know that. I, I think at this point uh, we've 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 developed some skills that are like I can tell when someone's like being disingenuous or someone's like hate watching or somebody is like I just I just want it to be better. Yeah. Like it's just you know where it's like I just want you to do this or I have I have criticisms or suggestions and it's like in earnest. It's just it's just expressed in an odd way. As opposed to someone who's like, I literally subscribe so I can downvote every video you make. Yeah, but that like, person doesn't way, normally thank you for the metrics. Th- that like, person yeah. doesn't normally be able to nitpick, like bring up little things that we've mentioned in the past. Like that means you've watched our content, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, it's well, yeah. I, well, I I know somebody who's I know at least like, two or three people who have watched like every second of every video we've ever watched and loathe us. And I'm like, dude. Like, you've heard me talk more than your father. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> Get a life. <laughs> um, I also want to take a moment to promote a product here because this is a part of uh, keeping the show uh, Absolute Comics going. If you want to see co- Absolute Comics going, please consider going to Absolutely Marvel in DC, the new channel Sal and I are working on. Also, stick around here on the YouTube side. Go check out the Absolute Comics uh, slash Comic Story and Podcast Network channel where Dan also uploads his review shows. But I saw a comment in her chat talking about my shirt. This is actually one of our shirts we've made. Uh, this is the Destiny Leftovers shirt. Uh, it's basically a variation on the ramen theme for Destiny. Uh, Leftovers is actually my raid team. Because we were the, we were the leftovers of every other raid team. It was like every, nice. we got kicked out of every other raid team. Like I got kicked out of mine. Another guy kicked out of his. It just long story. Like no bad blood or nothing. But we were all. And the joke was, we're the leftovers. Yeah, <laughs> let's go raid. That's awesome. Um, so there's actually a new Absolute Comics shirt coming out, themed around Sal. Actually, I love having. This I have not pen. signed off on this. <laughs> You did! It's the soda pop one we talked about. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, I did. I did. I was like, what? <laughs> we're, what? This is an outrage. I'm going to come in immediately. <laughs> we're, we're coming up with a soda, soda-themed uh, shirt design. I don't. Is the first one, Dan, Comic Storian or Absolute Comics? Because there's two. There's one, there's one for each of them. It's all in Japanese, and it's in soda. It's a Japanese soda idea for Absolute Comics and Comic Storian, but it's all in Japanese, nice. so it doesn't even matter. It's just... Right. It's themed around Sal likes soda. I like comics. Sal doesn't like comics, apparently. Uh, <laughs> but it is <laughs> some people. But if you want to support this show, please consider going to our merch store, checking out our shirts. Please consider going to patreon.com slash comic pop, where he puts this show up early, or patreon.com slash comic story, where I put it up early. So, Or going to the new yeah. YouTube channel. I know, I know I'm asking for a lot, but if you can't do anything, consider going to the channel. So... All right, let's hit the actual topics today, Sal, since we're going to be here forever Ooh. anyway. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. So let's start at the top of the hour with the big news of the day, the elephant in the room, mm-hmm. DC Infinite Frontier. Ah, uh, uh, There's a lot to like about what is going on. There's a lot of new status quos. There are a lot of new status quos that are just getting back to where we were post 1986 uh and and there's some there's some fun stuff in there um i'm i'm the last page i was like i what <laughs> oh yeah the dark side revival by the way if yeah. you don't know we're gonna be spoiling infinite frontier today uh <laughs> it's not even it's not even dark side it's it's what happens i don't want to i, I want to give people an ample opportunity to like read, read it that one or okay. get out of here because like dark side doesn't just come back he like comes back in place of a bunch of characters <laughs> that were like, just wait, introduced, <laughs> like I know those characters. What? <laughs> uh, that was kind of that was kind of crazy, and it was cool to get John Romita Jr. to draw it because it was like evocative of Kirby. Yeah. So it's like kind of like going I did like form, that. I'm normally I'm normally not a component for John Romita Jr.'s art. I, I'm not a huge fan no. of the way he does very boxy kind of characters, but yes. I do feel that you're right. That dark side looked very much like Jack Kirby. It looked very reminiscent of the old school dark side or the classic dark yeah. side. I really did enjoy that. Yeah, because he's like multiversal dark side. It's like every dark side ever merged into one dark side so that we can get back to post-crisis dark side who's like, there is no change. Like well, when uh, when you live in the fourth world, you live outside of retcons, con- crises, and continuity. Yeah. So it's just the same dark side. But we clearly have deviated from that over the last twenty five years. So here's 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 pure dark side. Okay. Well, that, see that makes it look because they've always said that dark side is unaffected by the multiverse. There's one dark side right. for all of them. But you are right. At the reboots, dark side kind of 
kind of reboot. He didn't reboot, but he never ever mentioned anything else. It was like New Fifty Two or Dark Side is a completely different Dark Side from yeah. the Dark Side pre New Fifty Two. Yeah, just just totally different guy. So he got rebooted. Yeah. So like from New Fifty Two to now, he's been a different Dark Side. I do and like that he was on Omega Earth as a fun Easter yes. egg. I didn't even put that together when they called it. They're like, yeah, this is Omega Earth. And I'm like, oh, that'll be, that's probably where they put like the dark multiverse. Like the final Earth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, we'll get no. to that in four years and somebody's going to do some crazy thing with it. Nope, going right there. <laughs> nope. Omega, dark yep. side. Yeah, like, cool. Yeah, okay. I like that. My biggest complaint with Infinite Frontier, um, yes. I know they were trying to go for Rebirth again. They wanted to have this yeah. inaugural issue to go in the new direction. Um, but of all the comics, this had some fun moments. But this, to me, felt like a free comic book day book, not a DC a Rebirth sampler. book. It was. No, it was a sampler. Because right. DC Rebirth had a, a thread running through them all. We had the Wally West. We had the Manhattan. We had the Hope going through them all. This one was them showing Wonder Woman why she's not needed. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so the well, whole and showing Wonder Woman like, look at all the great books coming out from DC Comics this yeah, year. That's what it was. Like there was no through line going through them all, and I think that's what bothered me about it because it was like other than the like, there's one scene with Roy, and that's the only single page like nod to anything, and Roy's just like, yeah. don't know what I'm doing, but I'm alive. <laughs> like, right? Yeah. Am I gonna be? Am I gonna be Red Arrow? Am I gonna come up with a new shtick? Who knows? Buy my book. <laughs> So I don't like Rebirth. I really enjoyed because it set, even though we didn't really touch on Manhattan or Wally or Hope or any of that stuff, it did yeah. set up a general theming with the new direction. It, there was that yes. theme of hope is here. There's something happening. You won't see it for a while. Cause well, I remember for the years, thing. I, well, yeah, but I got for years. Where's Rebirth number two? There is no Rebirth number two. This is this, nope. <laughs> um, but there will be a Infinite Frontier numbers one through six. Oh, so is this there? is. Yes, apparently this is launching, it is a sampler, but as I understand it, there's going to be a six-issue summer event called Infinite Frontier. Okay, that'll be so cool. We, but I, I think so there will be more of this book, but I, I doubt it'll be, issue one's going to be more samples of books that yeah. are coming out from DC this year. No, it'll be a story. But it, it's, yes. it's just interesting the way they did it because it's, they very clearly, because I think Joshua Williamson, is he the one that wrote the through line like of Wonder Woman? Uh, yes, he did. He, okay. he was, he's kind of shepherding this, this infinite frontier. Yeah, that's what I thought, because that was what he was talking about in the thing. It's, it's yeah. cool. I like it. Some of it just doesn't line up with the way other things are kind of portrayed and what's going on. Because they'll be like, look, Wonder Woman, Superman's doing great without you. And then they'll be like, look, Wonder Woman, Batman's lost the entire city of Gotham and Arkham is going crazy. But you don't got to get involved. <laughs> right. Don't get involved. Because really, there would be no place for you anyway. Yeah. No, it was. Yeah. I, I, it, it's, it's not very cohesive. It's, yeah. It's more just like. Yes, Wonder Woman would not get involved because she never does with Batman stuff. Uh, but and the, and the Superman thing is more like so starkly different from everything. Like Superman was like, oh, it's a little, it's a, it's a snapshot of a Superman story. Yeah, Red Arrow was like a snapshot of a Red Arrow story. Uh, Star Girl, snapshot of a Star Girl story. You know, and then Batman. Nope, Tynion's still going, man. Like he's just. He's like, yeah, and my story's continuing Infinite Frontier right back into Batman. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'll give you the first three pages of whatever book I'm writing right now. Here you go. Oh, by the way, new character. This is my sixth one. Yeah, I know. I like his characters, though, so far. I will say that. At least he's kind of treating them properly. Uh, nothing against Scott his Snyder's characters. Duke, but Duke got introduced and got thrown to the side, like, even by Scott Snyder. Like, I know, and like Scott had way more pull at DC than James does, so it's like, and he's like, "How about Duke?" And everyone's like, "How about no?" <laughs> and uh, and everyone's like, and, he, and he's like, "All right, all right, I'm sorry." And James like, "How about Punchline?" And people are like, I, "I guess." How about Ghostmaker? Uh, okay. How about Clown Hunter? Oh, uh, oh, oh, all right. How about the uh, the Molly Miracle Molly? Is that her name? I don't know. I, yeah, no, no, but they were they were. I like how they like every issue right now in James Tanyan's run is basically like introducing. <laughs> Introducing a new action figure. Oh, thank Miracle you. Miracle Molly, chat says. That's the official. Thank name. you. Miracle Molly. And uh, don't forget uh, the designer. First one he created. Hey, hey, designer. Looks cool. Kind of. I design. want designer to come back. Uh, didn't he say he was going to do some more stuff with the designer concepts later? I hope so. I remember I remember what he was originally going to be doing with the designer. And I was like, I like that better. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and, that, and now a new guy that's working with the Scarecrow. Who? Okay. That you know, new Scarecrow design, though. 
Because it's in it's yes. in Infinite Frontier, and then it doubles back around in Batman 106, and I'm like, yes, I like this design. This design is awesome looking. He now, looks cool. He look he looks like M Plate meets the video game figure. Scarecrow. <laughs> yeah, he's an actor. McFarlane's like, now we're talking. I can make that. I could. Uh, you just need like flowy cape like things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I need I need a feature where there's a hinge in the back and it folds out. Yeah, because like that is a that is a thing in the current DC McFarlane line. Yeah, where it's like, hey, the figure has these extra things you snap on and they fold out. Like, okay, they look cool. I have two of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I think I was a little it, more hyped for Infinite Frontier because of how Rebirth was handled. Yes. So getting into it, I'm like, it's a sampler. It's a, it's a sampler I had to buy instead of getting for free in May. That's what it yes. is. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I was I, I was a little more disappointed than I was excited. Yeah. Uh, overall. Um, because, you know, it, it, it did, however, crystallize for me something I didn't know, which was, you know, like, what's my favorite Batman run? And I... I think it's Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's. Like, I think for at me, the end of the day, been, that yeah. really is my favorite run. Yeah, no, I'm in the exact same boat as you for that. Um, and I think what, what I liked about it versus Tiny Ninja Run, we'll talk about 106 in a second, I guess, now. Yeah, um, I didn't read 106. I, I'm, I'm off Tynan's Batman. I, I can't anymore. I just Tynan's Batman is act, Batman the action figure. That's what it is. It's, I like it, It's but it's very bombastic. It's very much all over the place. It is very much how sure. many characters can I throw into a book? Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, to me, it feels like with the artwork and how dynamic the artwork is, James Tynion is yes. leaning into how, how, how crazy. How, yeah. Uh, you know, I can't say his name. I can never say his name properly. Oh, uh, Jorge Jimenez. Yeah. Um, yeah. but he's leaning into how dynamic he can make the art. So like yeah. Greg Capullo is great with scenes and like just intimidation. I was proven by yeah. his spawn and what he did to Batman. So I feel like Scott Snyder leaned into creepy Batman having to work alone and being intimidating. While James Tynion is more leaning into his artist who's very good at like crazy moves and Ghostmaker leaping in and flowy capes. Yes. And I, I think that's what I like about his because the art really portrays what is supposed to be happening. And mm-hmm. I, I, I do, I think at the end of the day, I, Scott Snyder did a full run that I enjoyed. I there's not right. a beat in Scott Snyder's run that I did I didn't enjoy, but I am like that with Tiny so far. I I, I, right. I have not disliked any of his runs up to this point, um, mm-hmm. but I can't make an official call on it until it hasn't we, been going on long enough. Yeah, exactly. I need I need a little bit more to decide. I need to see where he's going with Ghostmaker and Clown Hunt Clown. Like if these characters just Clown pop Hunter? up, yeah. Clown Hunter. If these characters just pop up randomly and they don't ever do anything, if they just turn into a Duke. Right. Yeah, like he's made them such a focal point in his run. Yes. Like Duke came in, had his stuff, and then Scott was like, All right, told my Duke story. Who's next? Oh, whoa, well, no one wants that. And I guess Scott was like, I mean, you know, y'all don't want Duke? I'm not gonna force it. Yeah. I mean I'll put him in stuff. Like he'll open Dark Knight's metal and he'll be on a rock pointing in death metal. <laughs> but uh, you know, ultimately if you guys don't want the signal, I'm not gonna do, I'm not gonna push it. Uh with this, it's like if you're if you're reading Batman, you better be on board for the eight or nine characters that James Tynion the Fourth is going to be bringing you in less than a year's time because yeah. they are going to be front and center. Uh, yeah, but I mean, a great example is in 106. Since you haven't read it, I'll just move into 106. Yeah, One please, thing I really yeah. enjoyed about it is half the book is in the Batmobile, dude. Well, everyone, <laughs> but but like you feel. Batman rushing, Batman talking right. to Oracle, the Batmobile racing, Ghostmaker leaping mm-hmm. out of nowhere, making a fun quip like, I love to make an entrance. And like you feel all of these moments, and yeah. nothing happens in this issue. <laughs> <laughs> right. I got to tell you, though, uh, Jimenez did, I think, the Batman backup in, or the Batman segment chapter in Infinite Frontier, and it looked, like you said, Amazing! That moment when Batman says, I'm on my way, I was like, whoa, this looks great. Uh, really cool stuff. Also, spoilers, is Bane dead? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, I don't know how they're, what they're, he just opens it. He's a footnote death too. Like, right? <laughs> like, oh, by the way, ran- Joker seemingly broke in and killed Bane. What? What? Wait, what? What? Hold, well, and hold we, the we phone. saw it. Like, <laughs> I remember that scene because like, there's a whole scene where Joker is just like, you know, nobody cared about City of Bane. Put on your mask, and then he leaves. And that was 
That was a neat scene, but I didn't know it was going to pay off in the, I also put Joker toxin in your mask and I killed your ass. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> kind of cool. I, I, I don't know. I, I hope they go more into that because Bane's not a footnote character. No. <laughs> I mean, I always, I always regard him as made one, Bane but like, the he's focal not. Point. Tom King made Bane a hundred issues Bane plan. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right? The whole damn thing is about, it's just Nightfall 2.0 and okay. <laughs> he just died. Now, and now he's a joke. Literally. Uh, which, he's got okay. the mask on. <laughs> Literally. And I, but I was like, that's kind of ballsy. Um, okay. Um, and who, where is that going to pay off? In the Batman book? The Joker book? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out because uh, you'll read the Joker book, right? You right, right. You check it out. You know. Are you going to read uh, Detective Comics when she picks up? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. When when Tamaki takes over, because I want to see. The only problem is I don't care about the magistrate, and I was like so excited to get back to it. And when the cops are like, "Vigilantes are outlawed," we're gonna. I was like, "Oh God, no!" Well, oh, no, I mean, we're gonna do it all over again. Yeah. Well, now we're gonna get actually there. <laughs> I don't care about that. I don't want that. I will say the magistrate in future state, I didn't care about. We all tried to speculate who it was, what was happening. Yeah, the, uh, well, I don't know if it was an infinite frontier or Batman 106, but they pitch it. They pitch with the magistrate. Well, if it wasn't an infinite frontier, then it was in Batman 106. Right. Okay. So they actually pitch what the magistrate's plan is, what the peacekeepers. Okay. It's all explained. And I'm actually really oh. interested. It's okay. A, so if it must have been in 106 if you don't know it, but it's a Steve Jobs type character shows up. They give him a flat out name. He's literally just an old tech guy. And he says, yep. Batman is not the bad guy, but Batman has failed. Let, right. He said the cops are for petty crimes and Batman is for the mass vigilantes, but he hasn't been doing a good job. Let me create mm -hmm. the peacekeepers, a force that will work for Gotham, but their job is to do what Batman's doing. Right. And I'm like, okay, that pitch makes sense. Now I'm, because everything up till now is like, yeah, the magistrate's in town. We put him here. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. I will say I like, I really like that idea. I like the idea of, uh, of, of kind of like bridging the gap between the vigilantes and Gotham police department. And I loved it a lot better when it was called white Knight. Uh, when <laughs> it's basically what I, I did. As soon as they were pitching this and he pitched the peacekeepers, I'm like, so it's white Knight in continuity. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and without any of your favorite characters, yeah, just with the yeah. randos and red hood, like pass. <laughs> like I don't, I don't care about the peacekeepers or magistrate. I, I, I wanted after King's Run a palate cleanser of like Gotham, and it was like, how about the biggest Joker story ever? And I'm like, I kind of just saw that like the last ten times, and they're like, no, shut up. Well, how about nine new characters during that? And I'm like, I, I was just kind of hoping to see Batman like hide in the shadows and punch criminals and and maybe fight like Mister Freeze. And they're like, no, shut up. You, your, your taste is bad. And so, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I will give DC credit, though, because I actually wasn't aware of this, and I found this out a few days ago, and it's coming to my channel real soon if you're going to be questioning. <laughs> what you're looking for still exists. They're doing it in Batman Black and White. It's just Batman stories about Batman being Batman. Yes, the latest Black and White book, by the way, was incredible. I actually, the reason I, the reason I finally figured out what Black and White was is for some reason I got on this weird kick where I wanted to know what happened in Gotham Academy. You remember that fun story forever ago? I somehow yes. got in a kick with Gotham Academy. I looked up the books, realized that we didn't do the last volume. And I was like, oh, maybe we can get to it eventually. Because we did the two yeah. main ones and they did a reboot. So it was like, this is done. But technically, there's more stories of maps. But when I was doing right. the research in Gotham Academy, they're like, yeah, maps is officially an actual Robin now in Batman Black and White. They made her a Robin official oh. robin and i'm like how did i miss this and i looked up batman right? black and white and it's like it's an anthology series here's the story and i'm like holy crap like you made a female robin and no one and you made it a character we've got we've kind of got to know in this other book it wasn't just yeah. like out of the blue and no one talked about it <laughs> yeah it's weird weird because yeah. people wanted to see Carrie Kelly in continuity, and she was there for a half second, and they were like, get out of here. Yeah, well, she was the tutor. <laughs> yeah, the tutor. But at least Maps, like, there was a whole 18-issue run where she's teaming up with Damien. She's showing what she can do. Oh, I want to be a Robin, but how do you do it? And she had the battering yeah. ring for quite a few issues. It was great. And yeah. so I'm looking it up, and they're like, yeah, Maps. And, the, and Oliver apparently, apparently came back, too, in Batman Black and White. I'm like... What? <laughs> right? That's cool. It's exciting.
So I've, that's way cooler. That's what I want. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna read, read the stories to see if they're actually worth it, or if it was just like a footnote thing where somebody's like, "Maps is a Robin," and no one ever did yeah. anything with it. But I do know that uh, Olivia Quipel drew us a story, and it's like, oh, cool, Quipel does a Batman, and it looks great. Yeah. So, um, speaking of awesome drawing, how do you feel about that new X Men coming out? I think it's like Peach Monoko, uh, I think, is the artist. The- oh yes, yes. My wife is very excited about it. She picked up a uh, variant cover that she did. Of Psylocke, and there's that Psylocke book that's come, or X Men book that has Psylocke in it, or something like that. Yeah, I thought it was um, classic it Psylocke. Cool. It wasn't like it wasn't yes. the, the the weird Betsy one. It's normal no. Psylocke. Yeah, it's it's Quanon with I think with I assume Betsy inside. I don't know. It's just it's a cool idea, uh, and it, and the art is beautiful, and uh, and so that's a cool idea. I do like um, the idea. I just figured it was like, interesting. I, we I haven't spoken to you about that book yet. No, um, it, no. Since we're talking about art, I know very little about it. Just like I've seen the covers. I don't think they've like, said cool. much about it. They're like it's about Betsy and because they're all they're just promoting it as a story from Peach Monoko. I think is how you pronounce it. Right. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. And I, I did the Google, and I'm like, oh, she seems like a really big Marvel fan. Looking at her Instagram, right? yeah, like there's a lot of Marvel yeah. in here. No wonder she got nice. the gig. <laughs> <laughs> Neat. Um. All right. Cool. So let's walk yeah, on to the next thing, because this is another part of the Infinite Frontier. We've talked about Infinite Frontier bulk. We've talked about uh, Batman. Uh, Wally West officially, pa- I mean, uh, the Flash mantle officially passes to Wally West so Barry can join Justice League, in- or Justice Incarnate, they're calling it. Good. Um, I'm actually really happy about that, because that means that Barry gets to do what I like the most about Barry's stories, the multiverse thing. Um, yes. While Wally gets to grow his Flash again. this I'm actually really excited yes. about this. Because we're going to get the crazy bombastic Speed Force stuff, but we're also going to get more grounded Flash doing the family thing. Yep. It's a great idea. It's It's been a long time coming. Yeah. I do find it funny that Wally was like, what about Central City? What about the Flash family? What about this? And, Bar- and no one mentioned Iris. And Barry's just no. like, you've got it, Wally. And I'm just thinking to myself, Wally's gonna take care of Iris. Like, what, is, right? it, is this Are like you taking her is, with you? Or yeah, is this like he died? Like, is he is she going with him? That'd be a fun story. Right? Barry and Iris going through time. Um, That'd be cool. But I'm just sitting there. No, like, it's more like sleep with my wife. Yeah, yeah. I, thought, I was thinking it was like a World War II thing. Like, I'm dying, Wally, on purpose. <laughs> like, <laughs> make sure Iris is taken care of because I don't plan on coming back ever. <laughs> right. No, I I don't know. I, I you could tell that like this was the. This is the last thing that Williamson wanted to do with Flash, where he's like, and also, Wally's back. Yeah. As Flash. Barry's gone. Okay, that's all I want to say. <laughs> he's like, did you guys figure <laughs> out the logistics? Bye. <laughs> yeah. I, fine. Good. It's about time. It, it was time. It's past time. It's, it's, we're, and now we can finally get back to the way things were 10 years ago. And it's like, like I love Wally being like, "What me?" I'm like, "Dude, y- you know that you were Flash for like 20 years, right?" <laughs> I know, yeah. I do like his surprise. What are you gonna do? How am I gonna be the Flash, Wally? Com- you yeah. you are literally the same Wally who was Flash. Like this isn't right. even like a reboot. And oh my god, how? No, you are the same guy. <laughs> right. Yeah, and and now continuity is such that you remember that stuff. Yeah. So, and he's got his kids back now too, doesn't he? Like they're officially I back. I think. It got yeah. it got well, weird about, at the end of Flash Forward because he was like blue yes. blue Wally and then he was blue Wally in the other book and yes. I'm pretty sure he's got his kids back though. Right. But what about Linda? <laughs> I don't know because that was still <laughs> that was still hanging. Like Linda got the memories back and they were gone. <sighs> and then I, I, Barry's with Iris. He was on an adventure with her towards the end of Jessica Williamson's run. Dude, it'd be yes. it would be so awesome, so awesome if they send Barry and Iris through the multiverse. I'll be fine. The best part about that is we pitched years ago. Me, uh, I think it was Dan, maybe Andy. I don't know who it was. But we pitched the idea like the way they can fix the Flash TV show with how big the cast has gotten is you take Flash and one character, we said Harrison Wells at the time, and you send them on a multiversal adventure for half the Mm. season. And that would kind of correct it, make a Flash-centric show again, and now they're just doing it in comics. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, good on them. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. All right. So next up on our list here, we have San Diego Comic-Con is going online only again. So we are officially in the second year of the pandemic because March is when it kind of kicked off and we were made aware. It was started actually in December 2019, but America was more made aware of it in March 2020. We're officially in the second year of this, which means... Mm -hmm. The cons aren't reopening. (laughs) 
no. I, like, I, I kind of held out hope that, like, maybe America would roll out the, the vaccines fast enough for us to catch up to October so that New York Comic Con could be They happening. haven't canceled I, that yet. It might. They haven't, but I doubt it'll happen at this point. I feel like there's just... 10% of America's been vaccinated. 10% of, Amer- of adults in America have been vaccinated. Hold on a second. Dan's got something. Yeah, make sure to read the rest of what I wrote there because there's actually a big thing about what's happening in November from the San oh. Diego Comic-Con. Oh, is there? Okay. I didn't. Say, I, I saw when the news officially came down, so I actually didn't click your thing. Oh, the new live yeah. event is planned. They're going to try something new. I saw the big announcement that they had postponed it, and I was tracking that. I didn't see that they were planning it for a November event. So maybe they're going to combine, like, San Diego's going to do their own thing in November, and then it's it's going to be interesting. I do foresee cons coming back by the end of this year. Yeah. The end of this year, they're going to like, because yeah. I've already gotten emails about smaller indie cons. That's bread and butter is their yearly. Hey, we're back. We're going to keep it a low person or try to, do you want to come be a guest? And I, I actually forgot to respond. I meant to, because I wanted to be like, Hey, I, I, I can't trust it right now. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I just can't. Yeah. Um, no. It's, it's interesting. I'm excited to see them come back. I don't think I'm going to travel nearly as much as I did last time. No, I want to. I want to get back to it, but I'm not going to do it this year, probably. No, I maybe really 2022 will be making the rounds as the hosts of Absolutely Marvel in DC. <laughs> That'd be really nice, and people can pay and, for us to go again. We should really chip. We should really like be, you know, it'll be like San Diego, New York, Chicago, and uh, Seattle. Like, yeah, those. Well, that, the, the last 2019, the last year that I did travel, I did have it down to four shows. It was four shows. Like I did number. a show a quarter, and that was all I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I mean, like w- the thing that really concerned—not concerned me, but I, that that stuck out to me was uh, them citing financial concerns. I was like, oh no! Like San Diego is like we're definitely not going to have a con this year because we just can't afford it. And I'm like, well, they can't afford the potential loss of revenue from having to cancel everything again. That's that's what yeah, it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, because they right. could they could plan so, it out all they want. But then they're going to pay for the hall. They're going to pay for everything. And if, like, it doesn't work, they right. lose that money. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I remember us speculating a year ago about the death of the smaller shows. Because, you know, we got to the point where, you know, you could literally skip all the major shows, just hit local shows, and still go to cons for the whole season. Uh, and now I think, you know, we, we're in the end game as far as smaller cons closing or us kind of like condensing the bigger shows and kind of those being satellite or magnet shows that get more people uh, since there'll be fewer smaller shows. But I haven't heard anything about the smaller shows closing at all. No. Well, I mean, Denver did. Remember that? Did it really? Yeah. The pop culture. Like it's over? Over. Done. They're not doing it again. <sighs> oh. You went to the last year with me. I did. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, but it's, what's interesting is I'm wondering if the E3 effect is going to happen. So E3, what's that? People were moving into more digital fronts. PlayStation's doing their state of play. Nintendo's doing a Nintendo yeah. Direct. I'm wondering if like San Diego and everyone like it's cheaper for these companies to do their own productions and get more information out. The uh, Disney the investors call. I'm wondering if it was a test of them being like, do we need to go to San Diego? Like right. I, I get it's a tradition. But I feel like a lot of traditions are now broken because of the pandemic, and a lot of companies are like, do you know how much cheaper it is to just get Kevin Feige to stand in front of a green screen? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because well, the other thing was, like, D23 was its own expo, and that was where all the Marvel cinematic announcements they were. They were moving so over like, to that, yeah. They were moving over to yeah, D23. But if they, if they were going to have their own there, and then we have the investors call, and if that's going to be as highly trafficked and you drop all your tra- – if it's just a place to drop your trailers and you could do it as a virtual event and not have to pay catering, travel, or anything like that – yeah, yeah, I can see them all doing that. I mean, look at the DC fandom and how how I mean, it's it was expensive for for our companies to go out and look at. Like when we did New York Comic Con last time, the last one uh, of October yeah. 2019, and I brought the whole team out because we were doing something. Yeah. There was something that cost me almost ten grand to get the entire yeah. team out there, room, board, food, like, and I forget travel. we were, I travel, but we were doing something. I forget there's a reason we had the whole group there. Mm-hmm. But we did something, and we, it was fun. I, I remember. I don't. We've done so many shows. I don't remember anymore. Yeah. But like, we did something. I don't remember. But you guys had your own thing. I had. No, you, I remember you were kind of scaled back at New York this past year. Like, you had like it all kind of focused on like one or two days, and that was it. Yeah, but I had I had the whole group out to do something. Dan, do you remember what we did? 
Because you were out there too. <laughs> you went to see your brother yeah. for one of them. Because we moved some stuff around so that you guys could do New York stuff while we're there. Right. I don't remember what it was. There was something I had to be at, and I had everyone out there. We had the camera work, and we had you guys yeah. there, and you guys had to go do other things. Honestly, yeah, I cannot I remember. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I, I remember something big, but I can't put my finger on exactly what it was. The only, it wasn't even like a video because we could just no. we could just check your channel and there's nothing there. The funniest part about this is I don't remember what we did at that trip, but it was so big we even brought Gary out with us, and he doesn't normally travel for that kind of thing. That's and the true. only thing I remember about that New York Comic Con was Dan and I found a way to get into the Epic Seven party. <laughs> and we 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 separated at one point to go to this party for this app game epic seven where like <laughs> i thought dan and i spent a lot of app game money no these people blew us out of the water but it was right. like it was a cool thing but that's all i remember yeah. about that trip to new york i don't know we did we i was remember meeting up with joe because joe went to dinner with us yeah i want to say it's a very high chance it was related to valiant yeah <laughs> no did, not in 2019 we, no, because we were we were promoting the Bloodshot action figure with McFarlane. We had the Heather Antos interview at the Valiant booth. Uh, I think all that happened that year. Yeah, I mean the McFarlane one. I did bring Gary off of the McFarlane. You're right. I think it was McFarlane. I, I think it was because of the Bloodshot movie. It was Valiant again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we worked on something with them. That was it. Do we play Epic 7? Chat wants to know. Yes. Dan and I and Huey do. They're getting back into it right now. I'm, I'm on like... If you play app games, you know what cooldown mode is where you just log in and do your maintenance stuff. Uh, that's where I'm at right now. I'm really heavy into a couple other games. Strike Force is one of them. Uh, but yes, let's get to our next topic. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. But, but I'm just wondering, you know, what, what, what will the future hold? Last year, we were like, what's going to fa- happen? We still don't know. And now we know that, like, a lot of cons, like, there was one con I won't name that, like, didn't get their insurance for the ca- for the cancellation, and so it was like a big show that might never come back. A few of them uh, did that. A few of them had that problem because I remember that that was yeah. that was a that was a kind of a big thing for a few things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So our chat says twenty twenty two. Our chat says uh, twenty nineteen feels like a decade ago. You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you're literally there was a gap year, so it's like try to remember last year, then try to remember a year before that, because that's really when oh, anything happened. All I remember about last year is I sat around my house a lot and played a lot of video games. <laughs> literally that, like we're we're a year into it. I'm like, oh, it's been a year, but it's also like, yes, a year's worth of life has you, passed. You know what's even worse about 2020? Because the pandemic was bad enough, yeah. we couldn't go out and do much. But I at least was able to go bike riding and rock climbing and stuff in the area. We had yeah. the Colorado wildfires that lasted from August until like November. To the point where we yeah. almost had to evacuate our house. And uh, yeah. like, so I couldn't even go outdoors. So there was most of 2020, I was just in the house playing PlayStation. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. And you guys wondered why I got really depressed during that, during that year. Like everyone else did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So who knows? Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. So we'll um, all right, so next up, we got Marvel event Darkhold, originally planned for June 2020, has been listed on Amazon again with a new Scarlet Witch cover and a new release date of 2021. Okay. Mm. Did, cool. I'm actually excited what WandaVision has done for Scarlet Witch. And yeah. Vision, I've noticed, doesn't seem to have gotten this treatment, but people seem to care about Scarlet Witch for once. Like, look, yeah. I know there's hardcore Scarlet Witch fans out there that will tell me every little nitty gritty portion of her history and all the retcons. But at the end of the yep. day, the general Marvel fan only ever knew Scarlet Witch for No More Mutants. Right. Like, because she never really did anything else. <laughs> well, to the point where, like, people are people are wondering if WandaVision Episode Nine will be a House of M callback. I'm yeah. like, that's the only thing she's going to have a callback to? Every- like, the fact that she and Vision lived in New Jersey in the comics... Is a is a throwback. Like there are lots of deep cuts in this show that are not House of M related. Yeah. But the general populace is like, but will you reference House of M? It's like Civil War, where they're like, the general population is like, I know that Spider Man's involved with Civil War. It's like, kinda. Not really. <laughs> right. But like, but but Russo brothers were like, we got to get Spider Man in here because people remember Spider Man being yep. involved with Civil War, and it's like, I I guess that's what the cultural consciousness connects connected with, and so it's like. Yeah, no, there's a lot of Scarlet Witch history, and some of it's kind, most of it isn't. She's been kind of, like, thrown around as a character, you know? Like, nobody really knows what to do with her. She always gets an in- a limited series every ten years, and no one knows how to, like, make that, square that circle, so to speak. So, Well, part of the problem with Scarlet I, I, I Witch is... I hope it goes there. The part of the problem with Scarlet Witch is 
even to this day, and I guarantee they're going to be defining it all a lot better, her origins has been undefined because it was, oh, she's yep. Magneto's daughter. Oh, she's an Avenger. Oh, she's not Magneto's daughter. Oh, she's a witch. Uh, and her yeah. power set has also been very undefined up until now. Hex magic, yep. probability magic, chaos magic, a god controlling her soul. Like, you know, right. <laughs> like you don't know what... Uh, so she's been very undefined as a character, which is why I think a lot of people just always assumed, oh, well, she's Quicksilver's brother, our sister. So that's... Yeah. And we like Quicksilver. He's a speedster, and that's a fan favorite thing, so... <laughs> yeah, but he's also a jerk. Yeah. So it's like... He's he's like anti-Flash. Yeah, he's he is. blue. He's unfriendly. He's always frowning. <laughs> he's uh, always frowning. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, I, I, I hope that this is to Scarlet Witch what Robert Downey Jr. was to Iron Man. You know, yeah. like the raw charisma of Robert Downey Jr. propelled Iron Man into AAA status as a superhero. Hopefully, the distillation of Wanda Maximoff as a character in the show will propel Marvel Comics into making her a compelling comic book character, uh, at least with a defined you know, status quo. Yeah. Because they really dropped the ball with Carol. Like Carol could have been like, we have a clear vision for Carol. Here's what we're doing they because we don't. want Wonder Woman her up. That's the problem. And then they screwed it up. I even liked your PTSD route that they were going with. And they're just yeah. throw that out the window. I'm like, Can yeah, they you don't just know pick? what to do. And then they're like, well, now she's evil, but in an alternate yeah. universe, like, like, come on, what? just pick something. Pick a lane. <laughs> like I, contrary to popular belief, I like Captain Marvel. I liked her as Miss Marvel. I thought uh, the yeah. the progression to Captain Marvel made sense, was earned, it worked out. Right. Like everyone's like, "Oh my god, no, you can't just be. No, there was a whole story where that happened, guys. It just <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no. I I did dig her as Miss Marvel more because I think she had she was she was more relatable, I think. Yeah. Uh because and, and moreover because like the writers like McElhinney were able to like Claremont, I think like were able to like do stuff with her that they wanted to do that like no one else could or that editorial didn't care about. But now they're like, we have a plan for this character. So you can't like, and it, it's like, okay, dude, but like stick to it. Well, execute the, I'm, that I'm, plan. They need to keep Captain Marvel like that, but I'm, I, I'm hoping you're correct. I hope they learned that lesson. Scarlet, Witch is yeah. suddenly popular. Like, so, so capitalize, capitalize on it. Capitalize on it. Get, like, somebody needs to sit down and be like, okay, this is the official origin. This is the power set. This is the characters that are supporting cast, and this is what we're going to do. And if we're not going to... Because I feel like part of the problem with Captain Marvel is they kept trying to placate to the fan base. Oh, no, no, no. They, they want a really strong female character. Oh, no, no. They want one that's emotionally raw. No, 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 no. They, they want a character who's in the Avengers. No, no, no. They, they want a character who, who might be evil. Uh, no, 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 no. They like their back one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. No, I know. I know. I, I repackage the David Aja covered Mark, Scarlet Witch book. It's a gorgeous looking uh, series. I didn't read it. I just remember being like so struck by the covers. Um, you know, just what they need to do is just what they always need to do: put the best people on it. Yeah. You know, because you have an you have a magnifying glass in this character now. So like, get sexy, cool art. And I don't mean like make her sexy. I mean like, She's in know, a the buzzword sexy. <laughs> no, I just mean like make it like, make the, make the art like excellent and, and give it to a writer who knows how to like, tell a story, who knows, who knows how to tell a story and, and, and capitalize on it where it's like, I have a direction for this character. Here's what it is. Uh, it's uncompromising. It will, it will resonate with the audience that is coming from over there, you know, and, and we're ready for it. Uh, I, Hopefully, yeah. I mean, I'm excited to see what I've always liked the concept of Scarlet Witch, but she hasn't even really been on my radar because she doesn't ever do anything. Like, I've never been a fan. Like, I just never. But what I'm saying is, by having, if you go chaos magic, she is a witch, and here's her history, and she's whatever origin we decide to go with. You could very easily tell a compelling story. You could very easily yeah. tell something that is interesting in the comic books. You could definitely get her highlighted and get her into things. If Marvel really wants that strong female superhero, they miss the boat on the Black Widow thing, and Captain Marvel's divisive, make Scarlet Witch up, give her more spotlight, get her into more things. Once you finally get a character that everyone resonates with, then try again with Captain Marvel, get her resonating with everyone. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping Captain Marvel I, 2 may, is less of a, is more of a, Oh, more war superhero walking. movie yeah yeah i just go with that because <laughs> yeah i i do say i should say that black widow series that's happening now which i think is kelly thompson uh 
is solid. I fell off it, but not deliberately. It's more like I read the first two issues. I was like, this is cool. That's what I but did. But it wasn't yeah. like, this is amazing. And so, but I'm happy because there will be a trade that's new that is like a, not agenda driven, but more like corporately driven in terms of make a trade that people can read of Black Widow highlighting her, like her best characteristics when that movie comes out. Yeah. So they can like sell it. You know, and, and maybe people will be like, yay, except you've killed her. But there's always an Infinity Stone to fix that problem. <laughs> uh, we'll move forward here because I think we're spending a little bit of time on this. I want to ask you a quick right. question. Oh, you just gave me something I wanted to bring up real fast. What was, what? I was talking about the uh, Black Widow book. The Black Widow book, yeah. What was I going to say about that? There's something I was going to say know. about that. I don't remember what it was now. Oh, well. All right, we'll we fell on. off it. I did fall off it like you did, and I want to get the trade for it. Oh, oh, trade. Yeah. That, was, that was what I was thinking of. All right. <laughs> So we all know Hickman's run is is kind of divisive amongst the fans right now, right? Yes. So I have gotten like an email a week from Amazon that all of the Hickman books are being delayed. Oh, Axe of Swords really? is not on time. It's like three months behind now. The Dawn of oh, X no. books are still out, but all of his, uh, like all the hardcovers, the omnibuses, all the stuff I'm trying to get is yeah. delayed, delayed, delayed. I'm wondering if that's a publishing house issue, if that's a not as popular as we thought kind of issue. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What do you think? The fact that like all of Hickman's books are delayed, it could be a it could be a decision from Marvel. Marvel's really bad at publishing trades. Yeah. Uh, they're really good at initially publishing trades. Like, here's a trade. It's worth ten dollars. We'll charge twenty-five. <laughs> uh but they are not very good at keeping trades in publication, and they're not very, like their their book publishing game is well, is, no, is lacking. I think you're misunderstanding. Ten of Swords hasn't come out at all. I know. Okay. I like, no, I have pre ordered it. You too. Yeah, you pre ordered it. It isn't too. coming it's, out until April 6th. Like, I'm well, waiting for why it. Why is it, it being delayed so heavily when it was supposed to originally drop like a month after the end of the story? It should have been like January. Right. It was the initial date. Right. My guess, it, like, I mean, I want to believe it's because. You know, Hickman is on the book longer and he's like, maybe he has another event someplace between Ten of Swords and the big one. Uh, but it's probably just like Marvel screwed up. Like, right? You know what I mean? I'm like, hoping that's the case and this isn't a sign that his run is not as well received as they're trying to make it sound. Oh, oh you think it might be like, we're, 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 because what was it called? If you pay attention to like, when they announce trades or omnibuses, it's not so much that they're announcing when they're coming out so much as they're kind of like testing interest. Yeah. And so you'll see like a big bunch of announcements of omnibuses and then like a correction a couple of months later. That's like these, the the following omnibuses were canceled. The following trades or books or collections were canceled. And it's like based on pre-order, I guess it could be. Yeah. That 10 of swords was significantly lower than anticipated. And so they're like, they're like, we can't cancel the release, but we can like kick it down the road and hopefully build up more interest. Yeah. Maybe that's why they launched that uh, X-Men legacy book to try and get people. Okay. You know, these new X-Men fans are excited, but what about the old X-Men fans that are complaining and not buying X-Men? Well, we'll give them this. And it's like, that'll, and then those two combined will get people to buy Ten of Swords. Like, it, it's a lousy publishing strategy. I just, I just it, find I it would, so weird that that, like, because that's what, that, like, they've turned the X-Men into, like, their new, oh, this is our new big thing, X-Men, X-Men, X-Men. It's all over yeah. everything. We're all about Krakoa, the island, Hickman's run. But the first event can't seem to get its book out? Like, <laughs> It's weird, especially because like there's a thousand Dawn of X books that came out. Now it could be they oversaturated the market with Dawn of X trades. That could be. I've been buying those because I think it's a cool idea. Each Dawn of it X is, cool is one issue uh, that is at that timeline. So if you buy mm-hmm. all the Dawn of X, you have all the X Men books. So I've been buying them to add to my collection. That, but that could be because they're all, not only they're releasing Dawn of X, but the individuals are also getting their own releases. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because, yeah. It, it, it's it's odd because I don't think I think they announced they were redoing the Age of Apocalypse omnibus and I think that was not delayed in any way. Yeah, uh, that's why I find so. it weird because like, if there was a delay across the board on trades from Marvel, okay, it, pandemic hit again. We're just having a, dr- a right. trade problem, but we're not. Yeah. Like, why is it but so hard to get X-Men. Ten of Swords out? <laughs> that's weird. It's really weird. You didn't even think about it, did you? Because you said you had a pre I did not. Yeah. But I was like, what? Yeah, I, I was d- waiting for it. Yeah, well, I, that, that's what I was doing. I got another email today, though. I was like, your Ten of Swords has been delayed until April 6th. I'm like, again? Again you're delaying my Ten of Swords? Like, it's bizarre. Uh-huh. All right, well. That's weird. Hopefully hmm. I'm reading too much into it, and it's just a delay. Like, and that's, that's that. 
I have a contact. I'll ask him. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be able to talk about it. <laughs> but I'm curious now. So, all right, moving up to our next topic here. We have uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League will feature a true origin story to Wonder Woman according to the Hippolyta actress, Connie Nielsen. I, what? I, I, we already have a true story. Um, I want... I want Zack Snyder's Justice League to be good. Right. Only because of how much hype has gone into this and how much room they have given him for it. My con- yeah. My concern and the reason I was against the hashtag release the Snyder Cut movement initially is because yes. I, one, didn't think WB would do it, and two, felt that if they did release his original two-and-a-half to three-hour cut, it would just be trailers for other movies. That was my concern. Like, yes, it's cool that his movie came out, but it's leading. It's like Amazing Spider-Man Two. It leads into things that don't go anywhere, um, right? <laughs> when they announced that we, we were going to get Zack Snyder's Justice League and it was going to be this four-hour epic, and they're going to let him reshoot things to kind of close a lot of those loops so that it is a complete story, I've been excited. Yeah. But now the more I hear, the more it turns into like I know it's four hours, but how are you fitting in all of this? <laughs> yeah. Well, they. I mean, it could just be a scene. Like, it could just. Be, it could be a half line during a scene that we have already seen. You know, it could be, you know, the flashback that shows, uh, you know, all the older heroes like fighting Steppenwolf. That that scene we saw originally, where we're like, "Rock, oh, was that a Green Lantern? Yay!" Um, it could be that you know it's narrated by Hippolyta, and she's like, you know, and then shortly thereafter, you were born, and you know, we see like Zeus walk in the room or something. Like, who knows? Like, yeah. it could be really short, and they're just hyping it up. You know, um, I don't know. I, I I don't know. It's gonna be I, it's gonna be interesting I, to see this come out because this is kind of a precedent, other than the Richard Donner cut that I don't think has really ever been done. Right. Like, we've never had a movie that was like, oh yeah, yeah, there's so much other stuff, and we're giving them more money, so we're just gonna try again. <laughs> like, right yeah no i've i've never seen this the the donner cut is like you know kind of uh but i've never seen like a movie i mean we've seen director's cuts where it's like that's that, that like blade runner uh or or dune but uh not like no go back shoot some extra stuff yeah make it longer like <laughs> you we took away freedom give it back to you like I don't know. I'm. I'm. It, it's interesting. It could set a precedent. Uh, I, I. I don't think that this is the norm. You know, I don't oh, think yeah, we're yeah. gonna see like air cuts and whatnot. Yeah, I think everyone's it's more like, like, what about the air cut for Suicide Squad? Like, I'm pretty sure he didn't. Or, or was it? Yeah, is it air for Suicide? Yeah. yeah. I'm, like, I'm pretty Squad, yeah. sure he didn't film enough to make a whole cut. But then again, he maybe says WB- he did. Oh, but- did he? I mean. Yeah. Well, and like, where's the trank cut of Fanta and Fan Force? Yeah, I was gonna say Fan Force. I, I honestly. I think that the only reason why we're getting this is because AT&T spent way too much money to create a Disney Plus slash Netflix competitor. And they're like, we need something to come out to get people to subscribe. There will never be or there won't be for the foreseeable future a more dire slash desperate need on Warner Brothers slash AT&T's behalf to generate content right now. You know, as opposed to like... HBO Max right, is in a look, weird situation because like Disney yeah. Plus dropped and we had Mandalorian and everything got delayed. But yeah. but in 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 Disney Plus felt dry and everyone complained about it. But we at least knew WandaVision, Falcon. Oh, they announced all these yeah. things. They were like, yeah, these are the things that are coming. It's just that like some of them aren't done being shot. Yeah, and pandemic got in the way of a lot of it. But yeah. HBO Max, like I like it in general. I've actually watched quite a few movies on it because it does have a great like just collection. Library. But yeah. at the same time, what are we getting that's HBO Max? <laughs> like, <laughs> Right. Like We're just getting your library and occasional new stuff that you would have released in theaters. Yeah, and, and, and I get that they're putting all their movies out there, and I think that maybe maybe that will give me like reasons for going to HBO Max. But like, there's yeah. no DC movies. There's no HBO exclusive shows. Like, They're not even producing the original HBO shows. Like, where, no. Where's my Game of Thrones <laughs> spinoff? Where's Where's my <laughs> Green Lantern show? Where's like all... Yeah. I, I mean, th- they announced those things, but after the fact. Yeah. And it wasn't like, they just were like when HBO we roll out with HBO out. Max, we'll be shooting these. I no. think the problem with HBO Max is they just pretty much rolled up more content into it and continued HBO Go. Instead of like holding back and doing a big launch... Their big launch was Wonder Woman 1984 came to HBO Max and we'll have Zack Snyder in a few months. 
Yeah, that was an afterthought. You know they weren't going to release Wonder Woman 84. They might have released it sooner. You know, like, if there was no pandemic, it would have been Wonder Woman 84, theatrical release. And guess what? For Valentine's Day, Wonder Woman 84 and HBO Max. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. It's interesting. It is. Um, cause, and then, and then like they brought, uh, chats bringing up young justice season four. You had all of these shows that were being made. I was already on a thing <laughs> there. Well, yeah, but those things are, those things were being made in like, what happened to those? Where's Titan yeah. season three? Like, and they're not, right. they're not even hyping them. Like Disney's constantly reminding us we got shows, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. They're like, Hey, remember Darkwing duck? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to watch it. I don't know. It's, it's it's an interesting marketing practice because HBO Max kind of came out and they're not, I don't feel like they're marketing it that well. Yeah. No, no, they're not marketing well. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe when like they're done with the next season of Rick and Morty, we'll see like a, a heavier push. I, I don't know. Interesting. All right. So the next thing we got on our list is uh, we'll end on this note and then we'll go talk about WandaVision. Uh, sure. Batman joining Fortnite crossover comic miniseries in April 20th. I actually think this is a great idea. Um, I know a lot yep. of people that went over to read the Thor comics because they put a Thor comic in Fortnite. Yep. So it was a good idea. It was and a great idea. It didn't idea. affect no. the comics at all. Plus, like, this will let me buy the Batman skin finally that I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> you should see Perfect. My, my skins. I have spent way too much money in Fortnite. <laughs> I believe it. I have every but superhero, no. Sal, except Deadpool and Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, it's the biggest effing thing. Oh, so I, people who argue, I mean, they could make this canon. It'd be cool. I don't care. Uh, and Fortnite has done the smartest move ever by basically establishing. Yes. Fortnite is in a multiverse. Everyone, you know, exists in our universe. And I'm like, that's genius. Like, yeah. Why is no yeah. one else? And what Fortnite did is not go, Oh, we have Batman or Captain America. They just said, who wants to be in the party? <laughs> yeah. You, you know, what's funny. It's like, this is a good, this is a great idea. And it's like, when you're the biggest thing and you got all the money and everyone wants to be part of your new hotness, it's like, you could get a Marvel DC crossover for the, for the first time in like 17 years, yeah. 18 years, uh, through Fortnite. But you know who could have had this? Lego. <laughs> you could have had your Marvel versus DC Lego game years ago. Yeah. You dropped the ball. But, you know, I'm just saying, like, uh, it, it, it's cool. It's like a great, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing when, like, a third... Friggin' Ready Player One couldn't get Disney and Warner Brothers to play nice with each other. No. Uh, and it wasn't the biggest thing ever. It's just that, like, it couldn't. But Fortnite, the, this third party of, like, yeah, video games are a big friggin' deal. Like... This is getting everything. Yeah, get on board. I mean, all, all like, it seems like Fortnite has done to get them to play nice together is be like, we won't promote you at the same time. So right, when we do, when we do, like, because they did a Joker Last Laugh bundle, conveniently came out yeah. a few weeks after Marvel ended its, like, season. Right. And Just Marvel's so you not done. see Batman running along with Wolverine. Right. Well, you can still, you can, but they, not at the, ex like, they, we weren't promoting one or the other. They were, yeah. Right. But it was interesting because, like, as soon as the Joker Last Laugh came out, I forget, I think there was, it was, I think it was the the Black Panther Captain Marvel bundle. I think came out after mm. that. They've done another superhero thing since then. They did an X Force bundle. Uh, that, oh, cool. that yeah, because I got I got some from that because Cable looks weird, just like <laughs> '90s Cable, like very top heavy, tiny legs, doesn't do leg day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't know the exact release dates, but like they've continually. It's not like Marvel was like, and we're done. You can do whatever you want. You'll never see us again. They put up more guys. Like all right. Yeah. Cool. I'm kind of, right? I'm surprised there was not a WandaVision bundle. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I, maybe, you know, who knows? Yeah, it could be that, like, they just didn't have time. It could be they couldn't get, like, somebody, you know, in the booth. I don't know. Yeah. I don't but, know. but it's a good idea, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see that, like, you know, we're talking about, everybody's always in this line of work, we're ta you know, talking about Warner Brothers, HBO, uh, AT&T, Disney, and it's like these two big powerhouses. But it's nice to see that there's still some things that aren't, like, owned by Jeff Bezos that are <laughs> big enough to be like, why don't you guys stop squabbling and just 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 take some of our yeah. money? And it's like, okay. And, like, good. I'm glad to see that, like, any, like, it could come, and it could come out of anywhere. And we, I mean, we just talked, nice. I think it was Scott Snyder that told us, like, his kids... Even though he's a comic book writer, got into yeah. some of these characters in Marvel because of Fortnite. Like everyone was like, yep. "It's terrible. It's not crossing over anything. No one cares." Like, there's a lot of kids who are now introduced to Wolverine doing the party hips dance 
uh, who want to yep. know who he is. I tweeted that. Yeah. I got a lot of hate. <laughs> I'm sure. It was Wolverine. Well, no, like, it's, uh, it, it's frustrating because it's like, no, dude, like he, it's working. Like, you know, we're not seeing unprecedented numbers, but it's like, you know, it, it's like the, it, it, it's like the, the, the cause, the, the cost benefit situation, right? Like yeah. a penny is not worth a penny anymore. So is it worth bending over to pick up? Probably not. But it's like five bucks. And if you're like a millionaire, five bucks is five bucks. You know, like, and if you're, if you are, if you're allowing Fortnite to pay a license to use your character so that your character can get in front of eyes that would never otherwise buy your comic book, and you only get like a 0.08% intake. That's 0.08% of millions of people. Yeah, oh no, it is. It's uh, like even if you look at the channel like Comic Storian, uh, we got 2.5 million right now. And thank you, by the way, for right. crossed that recently. Um, Congratulations. Uh, I would, well, you too, but I was saying thank you to the audience. <laughs> but what the point I was getting at is I get a lot of emails from indie comics and indie publishers and people trying to do their own right. thing, which sadly I don't have space in the schedule for it. I can't do Um but they, they, they know I've, I've gotten the pitch multiple times. If you can get me just 0.1% of your viewers, because my argument yeah. is normally you're not going to get a lot of the views on these. We don't really promote them that heavily. I'm sorry. We just don't have space in the yep. schedule. And then if I can get 0.1% of your viewers. So, I mean, your argument of 0.8% is 100% accurate. Like, uh, right. <laughs> like, and it's like, by the way, you're not going to get 0.8%. Like, I'm sorry. It's yeah. just like that the crossover just isn't there. It's like, you, you know, you try to do anything different from what, people expect from your channel it's just it doesn't even matter what it is you know it's not a it's not them saying like we'll watch anything it's like so we'll just shove whatever in front of you like it doesn't work that way but with Fortnite, eh, kind of especially if you can like look cool doing it it's because it's it's about doing fun cool stuff in a virtual world and it's like wouldn't you want to do that as the mandalorian oh yeah yeah I've got a buddy who's never played Fortnite who officially joined this season because he wants mm -hmm. the child emote. Because you can, if you get to <laughs> Battle Pass 100, you get the Mandalorian in his armor with the child following. I'm not calling him Grogu. He's the child. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I don't like Fortnite, but not because I have a fundamental opposition to it, like, thematically. It's, it's that... I don't play FPSs like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, that's just. It took me forever to get into Battle Royals like, myself, and he, he, I, and I'm only one foot in. They're fun with my buddies, kind of a thing. Like that, right, that's the kind right, of person right. I am. Like I don't go mm -hmm. into them to sweat and be like, all right, Sal, I'm going top of the leaderboards. I'm the guy that yeah, goes no, in and I goes dual pistols. What do these do? <laughs> you're not gonna like. You're not gonna buy a compound and like fill it with people that work for you who are just farming. Yeah, uh, no, Fortnite all day. He's not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's Absolute Comics. Thank you so much for joining us on the live show hosted here at the Comic Story Podcast Network, twitch.tv slash comicstorian, every Tuesday at about 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, if you want to talk to Sal directly, go check him out on his Patreon, patreon.com slash comicpop. You can talk to me directly over at our Patreon, patreon.com slash comicstorian. Either of these two will support the show, or simply subscribe right here on Twitch, or come on over to our new YouTube channel, Absolutely Marvel in DC. All of these are ways you can support the channel, keep it going, keep us around, and we can have a great time with you. Also, there's always merch. Uh... Thank you. Regardless of all of that, thank you so much for watching. Your time spent with us is super valuable, and we appreciate you chose to do it with us watching our show. Uh, if you stick around live, we're going to be talking about WandaVision Episode 8 in a minute, and if you want to see our opinions on it, but you're watching this on the YouTube podcast channel, check out Absolutely Marvel in DC. See you next... I almost got through that without stuttering. Thank you, and see you next time, folks. <laughs>